fright rags, horror apparel, and accessories. <laughs> if you're a horror fan, then Fright Rags is the place for you. Fright Rags has been bringing you the best in horror apparel and accessories since 2003. Officially licensed collections, including fan favorites such as Halloween, The Evil Dead, Creepshow, and tons more. No matter what type of horror you are into, Fright Rags has you covered head to toe. Offering a wide range of exclusive products from your favorite creature features, slasher flicks, and cult classics. Metal Hand of God listeners get 10% off when they use the code MHOG10 at the checkout. So don't miss out on your favorite horror apparel and accessories you can only get from Fright Rags. That's fright-rags.com. And remember, use MHOG10 at the checkout for 10% off your purchase at frightrags.com. <laughs> Welcome back to the Metal Hand of God podcast. I am your host, Wayne, and you know that guy over yonder as... The Rum Guy. And today we have an amazing returning guest, our brother, our friend, the big Smoe man himself. What's up, dude? Hey, what up, Kim, folk? How we doing tonight? Uh, we're doing great, man. We're doing great. It's been what? Good. It's been what? Two months? Three months since we talked? It's been a little while. Yeah, man. We've gone from like mid-pandemic to like... <laughs> Starting again. Full-fledged pandemic. You know, I think when we first talked, it was like... It was teetering. It was teetering. It was like like there was only a few people that had been bitten. Right. And then now it's a full-on fucking zombie apocalypse. Well, I can tell you, you, man, since the last time we talked, I ended up testing positive for the shit. Get the fuck out of here. Well, there's no no sense in me sitting here trying to convince you that the shit ain't real. Yeah, so like I tested positive and two other people at my work tested positive. So we had to shut down for a couple weeks. Uh they they mm. shut down for a couple weeks to clean up, but we had to be off of work for like 3 2 months or something like that. So right. yeah, yeah, yeah. So but I'm all good. I didn't get any of the like horrible like I'm dying stuff. I mean, I didn't have any of the fever. I didn't have any of that stuff, but I did feel good. real I did feel like shit though. You know what I'm saying? It was kind of like it was kind of like you had uh, um, a really bad sinus 
headache and cold, you know, you just felt mm. terrible, you know, it was just like, this is nasty, but I didn't, you know, get sick. My kid didn't get sick and neither did my wife. So those were pluses, you know, in my book. That's good. That's good. That, that good. That shines a little uh, hope on, you know, uh, the, how weak the virus may be, you know, right. or certain strains sure. of it. Or they, they, now they're saying that it's evolved, you know, like yeah. it went from a monkey virus to a, like a salesman virus. Now it's like <laughs> right. door to door and shit. Yeah, and, and and they're also saying that um like certain blood types get worse than certain others, you yep. know, and things like that. So who knows what played you know the role in me not getting sick as bad? But you right. know, I'm glad I didn't. Probably probably when you started eating monkeys. Probably. Ooh, probably. Shout out to your shout out to your blood type. <laughs> right. <That's good>. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you just. You roll the dice on that shit. You don't even get to pick or choose. Yeah, I just want to thank my dad for that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had the same yeah, as him, so your, I'm good. You get your blood type from your dad, and you get your stomach from your mother. No, that's, that's what they say. That's that's well, why I'm a big dude, then. No. You get your digestion from your <laughs> mother. Because so, it's, it's true. Hey. My dad was a small guy, and my mom was a bigger lady. So it's like, right. and it's true. I mean, if I was my dad's size, I'd be like 140, 150 pounds. Right, but right. I'm, I'm same with me. I'm yeah. I'm along the side of my mom's side where I'm 230 pounds. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm a big guy. Yeah, yep. They say that you get your gut from your mama. So, since I believe not only has the pandemic evolved, but also what I was vegan. What just I was in my early stages of plant based eating. Yes, you were. Yeah, yes, you were. Saw, yeah. So I'm now in like month seven of of total plant-based eating i've kept that up that's good dude since then i've added to the regiment speaking of getting our guts from our mothers um when learning about that my wife she discovered that in order to reset your stomach and your digestive tract you drink celery juice every day as soon as you wake up in the morning like before you do anything else it's like 16 ounces of celery juice and then let that sit on your gut and then continue like 30 minutes later with like glass of co- you know a cup of coffee or whatever now does that stuff help with like uh, acid reflux and shit like that is that what what the stuff does or is, how does that work i don't even have acid reflux anymore and i don't really? know if it's because of the celery juice or because of eating plant based but I mean, I went from having a daily fold over about to vomit from acid reflux just whenever I would eat like anything. Uh, to, Sounds like I me. haven't had an acid reflux in man months. It's been it's been probably four or five months since I've had a bad spell. Man, nice. I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna have to sit down and and uh, really uh, have you send me over some 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 uh, plans that you're doing, dude, because. I have an awful, awful time with acid reflux. Like I've been on medication since I was fucking sixteen years old. You know, well, you can you can get off that med. Yeah. Hey, look, this is the exact same story for me. I've been on neck, you know, like the Nexium type shit. Right. And yeah. Now the over the counter shit for years, for over fifteen fucking years, I've been taking that medicine, and then it's got to where I've had to take twice as much of that medicine, and now I've taken myself off of that medicine wow that's awesome so i don't even take uh an acid reflux medication anymore and i i did it by of course starting by going plant-based 
Mm-hmm. And as soon as I stopped eating meat and having dairy and, uh, and eggs, as soon as I cut all that shit out, it was like smoking a cigarette. After day three, it was a fucking wrap. It was no more acid reflux. Uh, started feeling better. And then once I added the celery to the regiment, like my skin started clearing up. Wow. Uh, it just like incredible, man. I can't even believe when I look at myself in the mirror that I'm like teetering 45 years old. I feel like I look younger now than I did when I was in my twenties. See, that's incredible. Like I, I, I'm, I'm 45. So yeah, I'm, I'm the same around the same age as you, but, uh, but yeah, dude, that's, that's awesome. Like, like, well, I got I got to say there is something to that celery thing because I've been doing. Uh, that's how I start my mornings. I don't drink the celery juice, but uh, for for breakfast on this thing that I've been doing is because uh, I'm I'm kind of on the same way. I've cut out a lot of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I'm doing this uh, Mediterranean diet thing with my wife, and right. uh, it, it's the day starts off always with with so much celery. You eat this part of that's your breakfast. You're eating right. celery. You can you can stuff it with a little bit of goat cheese if you want stuff like that. But it's primarily I just eat it plain. So it's just uh, the celery, and I eat about three stalks of that for breakfast in the morning. Wow, that's salt. cool and uh, magic. Yeah. Hey, do you know celery is not a vegetable? No, it's a uh, what the fuck is it? It's a it's an herb. Herb. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, that's cool. So imagine drinking sixteen ounce glass of herbs every morning, <laughs> like and. And now what I do for the past like month, we've we've done a eight ounce glass of lemon water first, mm-hmm. warm lemon water. So you drink that eight ounce glass of warm lemon water, and that wakes up your digestive system and gets everything working. Then you put that sixteen ounces of celery juice, and you're supposed to get up to like twenty four, thirty two ounces of celery juice. Wow. And I'm telling you, man, but look, I'm telling you, it's all, and it's all about getting the right celery. Mm -hmm. It's not like all celery is not the same. And it's gotten to the point now to where 16 ounce glass of celery juice tastes like a glass of vanilla almond milk to me. It's just sweet and it coats your stomach and it feels so good. And then when you get it inside of you, you're not really like, now you're not hungry. Like, you know how you wake up and you're like, ooh, I'm hungry, got to eat. Well, yeah, and once sure. you get eight ounces of water and 16 ounces of, ju- ounces of celery juice, you're full. I dig you know, it. You're, you're real full. That's and then, fucking man, cool, by man. the time 11 o'clock rolls around, you have breakfast, something real light. But, hey, look, if you're doing a Mediterranean diet, man, I'm telling you, if you want to really see some incredible changes in your health, Mm-hmm. Take take one week of that Mediterranean diet and yeah. just make it plant based. Cool. Yeah, I and do, do that. And do and and take the dairy out. You know, like go mm-hmm. go kind of like with a vegan on top of it. That's that's the hard part for me because I I love the I love cheese. Uh, you know why you love cheese? Because I'm awesome. <laughs> well, that's the, it's, that's the same response you get from a heroin addict too. It's like, it's like, hey man, you can take anything you want away from me, but do not take away my heroin. <laughs> Why? Well, because clearly I'm awesome. Right? <laughs> right? And oddly enough, that's exactly how your brain responds to the casein that is in cheese and dairy. Yeah. Is it, it affects the same uh, the part of your brain that opioids, uh, the receptors that opioids in your brain receive that signal 
of yeah. addiction. It's the same receptors in our brain that receive casein from cheese in the same way. So that's why you feel without a shadow of a doubt that way about cheese. It's this it's because it's the same effect that heroin has on people. They're like, Oh no, you can take anything you want away from my diet, but you're not taking my fucking goat cheese. <laughs> Hell no. no. I, Hell you know, no. you're at, you're absolutely right. But I think you need to stop reading shit. You, you sound not, too smart now, man. Yeah, man. No, <laughs> this isn't, this isn't reading. This is all by proof. And I've been a cheese addict my entire life. Like I would eat and we did a count on like my monthly consumption. I was yeah. consuming up to like 75 to 90 eggs a month. Wow. Well, that's a lot of eggs, bro. Yeah, a lot dude, of eggs, That's right? crazy. And then cheese. Like we were going through at least three of the 16 ounce bags of cheese uh, very easily twice a month. You know, like six bags a month. Wow. And it's it's you don't think about it because it's just you cheese, put a little yeah. cheese on there. It's just cheese, right? Right. right. Hey, it's just heroin, <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, I, I had a, I, I gave up the heroin for the cheese, right? God, exactly, because exactly. oh, you would give up the heroin before you would the cheese. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can tell you what, dude, it's doing wonders for you, man, because you look fantastic. All the pictures I've seen, the new stuff, you know, that I've seen you post, yeah. Man, I'm like, God damn, dude, you look great. I mean, you lost a lot of fucking weight, dude, and you really look good. And it's really not even weight, man. A lot of it is uh, like water, and a lot of it is like just old stuff that's in your body. And like yeah. that ce that celery juice, it gets rid of a lot of that stuff. Yeah, it man. cleanses what, you out. So, yeah, so are you like, herbs do. so are you like juicing these yourself? Yeah, my oh, wife, okay. she wakes up every morning. We, we go into the store and get six celery uh bags like every two or three days so we keep it fresh she chops it first thing in the morning she wakes up she makes the lemon water we sit there together and drink it and then she makes the celery juice we sit there together and drink it that's awesome and then we'll smoke a fat we'll smoke a fat blunt or you know do a couple dabs and then we'll start our work day that's there awesome you go. yeah man that's yeah like so that's it's like great. a fully herbal morning, you know. What I'm yeah, saying? for real. <laughs> a little bit of meditation and a you know a little bit. It's good to take that first hour, you know. Yeah. Kanye West said, if you if you can take your first hour of your day and just and, and not look at your phone and not look at your emails and like don't worry about the digital world, just consuming yourself yeah. for at least the first hour, man. It's a very healthy practice. I, I, I do do that. I don't you know, like when I get up in the morning, I make sure I don't look at anything other than what I'm doing. Like I'm just, I'll yeah. walk around my house. My kid and my wife stay sleeping because I get like, I get up like an hour and a half to two hours before they do. So I get up, I make sure I get all my stuff ready and everything for work. And you know, that kind of just to, just to keep my head straight. Cause I know once I get to work, it's going to be insane. So, yeah, you know, it's very necessary for that, for you to have that me time, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Uh, no speaking of, uh, I got a new song that's coming out very soon with a uh, a young artist, uh, Jeremiah. He's a he's a country music singer. We got a song called Me Time. So as soon as we get that record out, I'll I'll be more than happy to share that with you, so oh, you yes. can enjoy that in your morning uh, your morning self indulgence. Dude, that would be in <laughs> that'd be fantastic. Dude, that'd be real. awesome. Yeah, we love awesome. that shit. Dude. But you know, you're gonna have to change your know your name from Big Smo to Slender Smo. <laughs> Man, you know, I've changed it to Smo like uh, six years ago, but you know, it just I, I've I've had to do it uh, on Spotify. You know, having to do it, sure, which yeah. was a big deal. It was like going from Prince to 
that a weird symbol. symbol, weird symbol you know yeah. what I'm saying? It's a tough one to to work out, and I didn't know that. You know, it's like going from, uh, you know, puff daddy to just puffy. You know, but he's got a, <laughs> and he's gonna have an easier time and doing P, it. P than Diddy me. to Diddy to yeah, that dude's yeah. got like seven hundred names. I think the worst yeah. one was, and the hardest one was Snoop Lion. Yeah, I, I didn't. I was like so confused about that. You know, they made a documentary about that, right? No, I, I did that. not watch it. There's, there's a documentary. Yeah, there's a <laughs> there's a documentary on Netflix where Snoop Dogg goes to Jamaica, and that's where he loses his mind, <laughs> you yeah. know, and changes his name to Snoop Lion, which yeah. still hard, even hard to say. It is. Um, no, it's because he's not, you know. So he went there and he probably did some of that ayahuasca shit. <laughs> yeah, probably. And they were like, "Look, you chose the wrong power animal. You're a lion, <laughs> not a dog. You gotta give yourself more credit." So he was like, "You're right, man. I've been selling myself short. I'm gonna go back to America. I'm gonna be the lion." And then he came back here, and we were all like, "Yo, that's whack as fuck." It's like, "What are you we doing, dude? What are you doing? Uh, Come on!" Yeah, dude. none of us, none of us drank the same ayahuasca you have, it's like, bro. Th- that's the wrong teacher, motherfucker. Go, go somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, he, he came back from Jamaica and turned into the the the, the tan Martha Stewart. Right, right. Yeah, because then he then yeah. he did shows with Martha Stewart, right? Yeah, he still does. Yeah, they do. Hey, they do. Could a thing you together. imagine what it's like to be Snoop Dogg, though? Can you imagine the <laughs> shit that Snoop Dogg has had to see? Well, yeah. Oh. I mean, you think about it, dude. Like Snoop Dogg went from shooting somebody, supposedly, supposedly, you know, being a gangster, robbing people and stuff. Yeah. Murder to a, was the case. To to yes, a sir. humongous fucking star, and like, and now he's like, old ladies and shit are like singing his songs you know what i'm saying like he made the full he made the full circle man like he went from the the same old ladies calling him a piece of shit all the way up to now they love him you know it's like it's crazy he's the new elvis yeah pretty much i I, I remember when he was on uh what was he on i think it was mtv uh uh, a little long time ago, when he first came out, when he got he got released from jail, and he got up out of that wheelchair, yeah, and he was on stage, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah that was major. That was major. Yeah. It was uh, MTV Music Awards. Yep. Yeah. That was, That's when they was raising hell. East and West Coast was really battling it off right then. Yeah, that yep. was some crazy shit there, man. Were, all right, here I, I got a question. Were you were you all? Did you ever pick a side, or did you like both? Oh no, I was. I like both. Yeah, same here. I like both because I was born in California. Oh, no shit. Okay. Yeah, I was born in San Diego. So I was like, well, shit, I'm west side till I die, you know. But I'm dirty south. And as a, as a child, I grew up on, like, I was first introduced to hip-hop really through uh, through East Coast breakdancing music. Nice. So, you know, I can't deny my introduction was a, was a East Coast, you know, New York Bronx type thing. Yeah. Uh, based off of breakdancing. And then you know that, that while that was going on, it was like disco fucking pop and <laughs> the West Coast. And then this evolved into what's... It, it was DJs just being hype at parties. If you, I mean, I'm sure you guys know where hip-hop come from. Oh, yeah. But oh, yeah. It, it was just DJs hyping parties with these disco pop East Coast, uh, West Coast records and these breakdancing... East Coast records and, you know, the, the DJs, the MCs would grab the mic and, you know, just start talking shit about people at the party. And yeah. that's when the rhymes, you know, started coming into play. So I was a fan of both sides because I, I feel like the overall 
uh, hip hop in general was it couldn't have been done properly without both sides. No, I mean it was basically no, a, a great right. creation of both together. You know, like it, it's it's kind of it, it's uh, like you said. I mean, if it, you couldn't have one without the other, honestly. Uh, and it's totally American. It's like yeah. American as fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. you, if you're not American and you're doing hip hop, then you're doing you're like I want to be an american right type yep. style shit you know because it's totally american man it's like so fucking bizarre it's it's uh so uh consumerism you know and it's like pro- all propaganda and and con- uh commercialized it's just nuts it's so american that it's almost ridiculous <laughs> yeah like, it's like visor hat <laughs> <laughs> like, look, bro, that is American as fuck. Look, man, like, like when I was cut, when I was growing up, uh, I was, I was listening to, like, I remember, like, the first, the first hip hop album I ever bought as a kid. And that was probably seventh grade, sixth grade, you know. Was this thing called Kings of Rap, and on it was it was a mixtape, and on it was the Fat Boys, Run DMC. Um, you know, people like that along those lines. And that's what I was getting a taste of, you know, I was like, Oh, this is really cool. And then, then license the ill dropped. And I was just like, this is the fucking coolest shit I've ever heard in my life, you know? And, uh, fat boys was a big influence to me as a child. Like I remember third grade at Liberty school in Bedford County. There's no, there's all white people at this school. Like we start Mm -hmm. there. Uh, and I am me, very different child, even in third and fourth grade, get up on, uh, we, and there was a stage in the cafeteria cause it was oh, also badass. like the auditorium. Right. And got up on stage and brought like my jam box to school and played wipeout with the <laughs> yeah. stuffed pillows, stuffed <laughs> pillows under my shirt and got out there and performed the whole shit. And somewhere that is on VHS. Oh my and god, I, dude! That is amazing. That is on VHS somewhere because we had a teacher that had a VHS tape and they filmed everything. And we, from that to all the like, da ha da ha. Hey, yo, man, it's crazy. That's some and good it was, shit, dude. It, it was cool because we were multicultural as Middle Tennessee country kids because we were listening to fat boys and we were listening to kiss and we were listening right. to uh jerry reed because we were having to listen to what my dad listened to right. sure we were having yeah. to listen to church hymns from my mom nice. my brother was into kiss and i was into fat boys so it was such a diverse household right. musically that i mean i'm not surprised that i wound up being like the picasso of Middle Tennessee, <laughs> yeah, <just but>, splattered. <laughs> like, 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 my, like when uh, my household, my father was a musician. Like he wasn't professional or anything. He, him, and his friends would smoke weed in the house and play music, and they would play stuff like, you know, Zeppelin, the Rolling Stones, you know, um, the Beatles, things like that. Because he was a hippie from back in the day. So there was yeah, that. That's right. There you, was you had the hippie parents. Yeah, that it, and it didn't rub off on you. 
no, no. Like I, I was like, exactly. I was like, okay, my, you know, it was cool. You know, all my friends were all like, man, this is so awesome. Your dad and your mom, you know, blah blah blah. I'm like, yeah, it's all right, whatever. I live with it I all day. That. Yeah, I live with it all day long, man. So it's like it, it was no big deal to me. All my friends were like, oh man, I'd be smoking weed and doing. It. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Uh, and yeah. anyway, you know, I was like, it's it's okay. You know, it's cool. It's my friend. My dad did it. It was awesome. You know, whatever. Good for you. But um. But his, my influences were him, you know, like musically, I steered towards the stuff that he listens to. And then what was good about them was they never judged me on anything I wanted to listen to. My mom and dad yeah. were like, okay, we go into the record store. Now, listen, kids, they used to be these places where you'd go and they would have nothing but music in it. I know it's weird, but that's true. And you, know, you could walk in and pick the things you wanted to listen to. But we would go into these record stores, and I would head around and look at all the stuff, you know. And, of course, the things I would pick up were mostly things that drew me to the artwork. I didn't know what the fuck these bands were or who these people were. But if the yeah. album cover was really cool, I was like, Dad, can I get this? My dad would be like, sure, put it up on the counter, yeah. you know. And I'd, I'd get like two or three CDs or tapes or whatever at the time. And I would experiment with music. Like, I, that's how I learned about Iron Maiden and and then the punk rock stuff and the stuff and the hip hop stuff I was from so New York. Poor. I had a I had a tape my my favorite songs off the radio. My bad, bro. My we, bad. Yeah, we did that too. We did. I that mean, too. I did the same thing. Yo, I mean, that's just what it was. Shit, that music store shit is real though. How would people today? <laughs> I guess you would have to compare it to like, okay, kids, imagine the produce section right. in the in the grocery store. That's what right. shopping yeah. for music used to be like. You yeah. would go through and look at the vegetable and be like, that looks like that might be good. Right. I think I'll try it. Exactly. And you'd pick that up and you would take it home and eat it and be like, nah, I don't fuck with this and throw it away. Or, or you would listen to it <laughs> and then go buy more from that artist. So yeah, right. it was a lot like shopping for produce. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, 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 you know, and it's another thing too, is nowadays, uh, me and me and rum always say this is nowadays kids are more apt to just getting that single and not getting the whole album. Whereas when we well, went to the stores, we bought the one album and we like immersed ourselves in the album. Whether we didn't like it or not, we would listen to the whole thing. The whole hey, thing. You spent money on it. You, you know, we're going to we listen to it. And then you give it another try later. You might like more a different song on it, you know? Mm -hmm. But it, nowadays, it grow on you. yeah, nowadays, yep. if you don't have a hook or if it's not the one single that everybody wants to listen to, they're not going to buy the whole album, of course. I, I've, I used to have that one of those old rectangle uh, tape players and recorders like they used to have in school. The black you know ones? The black ones. The little I'm black ones with the orange button. Yeah. yeah. Looking at one, yeah, I'm looking and at one. That's I awesome. I used to stick the because the, they would come sometimes with a microphone, little yeah. shitty ass microphone, yeah. and I would hold it to the speaker on the TV <laughs> just so I could record like headbangers ball and shit. Nice, yeah, dude. <laughs> Those yeah. are my mixtapes. Yeah, like I yeah. remember, I remember having a um, I I got a uh, boombox, right? It was it was it was a that's what we you know like smaller version of the, the big giant ones. And it was so cool because it had the dual tape deck. I remember this. Was, mm. I was like, oh, I'm so stoked. I got two tape decks. So I could record radio shows or I can dub tapes for my friends. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I was like, ooh, come on. Look, I got this for you. Check it out. Yeah, we would we would take the and plug the microphone in, the little Radio Shack mic in mm -hmm. the front of that and then record the the radio songs. And then when the DJ was about to come on, we'd cut the volume on the radio and then we'd be like, and that was pour some sugar on me. <laughs> exactly, that's what I did. And we'd be so like, good, Chris. You got a Chris. You got a joke for him? Well, yeah, John, I do have a joke for him. <laughs> he dropped in me and my brother, 
And then, like, you know, and then we like the radio would come back on. We'd pull it back in and get the next song going, and then we'd have that shit dubbed. And oh, then we'd listen man. to it like we were listening to our own radio station. That Isn't is so cool? fucking cool. Yo, that yo. is some like that is beginner production. Like yeah. that is when no one saw the potential in us as kids. Like nobody right. was paying attention. Nobody knew about the industry that was right. uh, on the on the brink. Otherwise, and I, obviously, I didn't know it at that time because it took me like another ten years before I applied it to like actually writing and recording some music but like in the beginning stages of like in my eight seven eight nine years old that's whenever i would say i was starting to get into like production because that's when we were doing uh dubbed over tape uh voiceover radio shows (laughs) and setting up the vcr camera and hanging all of the half naked chick posters that we would get at spencer's <laughs> or or at the at the fairs when you threw a dart at the at the poster you wanted yeah the, yeah you'd get that and then you we'd hang them up behind us on the wall as a backdrop and mm-hmm. then film us doing the song and then like my mom would walk in we'd be like, mom shut the door and like but when you go back and watch it like 20 30 years later and you see that and you're like you're like, man, that shit right there is priceless. That's so yeah. good. You know, you're speaking of uh, of um, of you know doing production and stuff. Um, my father, like, he was a uh, this is a big title, but he was a bioelectronic technician. Okay, he worked for one of the hospitals out here fixing uh, medical stuff. You know, like you know, if you were on a heart monitor out here, my dad probably fixed it. You know, you know that was right. that was his. He was the boss for that area. And uh, so he was pretty electronically inclined. Like he put together all kind of stuff. You know what he did? I'll never forget this. Is he took a reel to reel, um, big old giant fucking reel to reel that he had, and he got a second one. And when him and his friends were playing, he made his very own, like, um, oh God, uh, reverb with the fucking. <laughs> with the what? real yeah dude with the real the reels what he did was he took the real the real and as he was recording that as they were singing it was so tight to the delay like it would play back on the second one and give them an ex- like a delay for a reverb it was so that insane. Is insane yeah dude that is insane yeah i wish i, I still i wish i still had that thing because it was the coolest thing and it it was just so awesome but you know of course it got tossed it's been like my dad's been gone for almost 30 years you know and and like all his stuff was packed into a storage room that i have no idea where half the crap is anymore oh man what a good you one day what a gold mine right Right. and then now it's all been converted to a button Right, yeah, yeah, you can look. That's like 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 <laughs> computers and and remember like when we were kids and we're like these the um the Commodores and the uh, what is it the TSR eighties from 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 uh, the Coco computers. I had a I had a Commodore sixty four. Yeah, that that's what I had. So legit, it was the best thing ever. <laughs> it was like space for us. We thought it we was. were like on the cutting edge, you yeah. know, because we lived at a place where. I remember when we first we got our first VCR and there wasn't a lot of people that had a VCR where we were at. Like they had one at school and they had one at my dad's work, like in 84. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it was just a big deal. So it's so cool to be able to remember all of these like what people think are kind of lame as fuck today because we were so advanced. I mean, I'm literally looking at a laptop, an interface and two uh 
I loud speakers. That's my entire studio here now. Yeah, exactly. And you know, you don't need anything else. Anything else is just you know, it's over overdoing it. You know, because everything's been copied and modified and turned into an you know a program or an app or a plug-in, and it's just. I, now I'm trying to figure out what I've been missing digitally because there's no way I can catch up in the analog world with what's going on. Oh God, no! In the you know in the reality that we all live in today, especially consumers. I mean, shit. If you were still trying to work in an analog state, it would take you you know a couple of years to get a record out, For and real. by the time you put it out, everybody would have moved on. To a whole new style of music, <laughs> right? You're, you're, what you put out is like, oh man, listen to this old school record. I'm like, wait a minute, I just put that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I but, just but put the, that shit out. But the thing of it is, there's a lot of people, and I watched, I actually watched a documentary on it. Um, a lot of people going uh, and wanting to do that vintage way of doing things because you know they they want nostalgia's sake for one, and then uh, two because it's a, it's you you hear the imperfections. We're in a lot of the digital stuff. They're all edited out, and I get—I don't know why—but there's a the certain part of the culture really wants to hear that, you know, the the uh, the the guitar plugging in, the 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 mumbling in the background, the oh fuck, what right. the, uh, you know, all that other shit that yeah. goes on in the background. Well, I guess now that's a boutique item. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, oh. I mean, even the vintage, uh, the vintage amps, the the vintage guitars, the, the you know, old pickups, the ones we pulled out of these old guitars <laughs> to to get better, like Seymour Duncan's and shit in there. Now they want the original old stock pickups back, and you, you can't find them anymore. No, they'll, they'll right. pay big. They'll pay big cash for that stock shit now just to get the sound, and it sounds oh. like shit. Right, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, and then it can be manipulated. You know, you, you give all that old stuff to a new producer, they'll make a brand new sound out of it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. The possibilities are just they're they're wacko endless. You yeah, know? man. You and can do so much I, shit. I haven't I haven't been in production in a long time. I had turned the last time we spoke, I had turned my uh my vocal booth into my podcasting room. Right. And uh just last week, I flipped it back into a recording studio. So I'm back recording. Uh, it's really just doing feature work here because since I've been off tour, and which happened in March, right. uh, and have still not gone back out on the road and just had more shows postponed even further. So it looks like 2020, I'm just like off all year. Which Well, I, I did I not see? I, I thought maybe... Uh... Uh, I saw something where you might be having a show in September or is that still, is that off? It's uh, there's one in Taylorville that may happen, but I'm betting that it won't just because of what, you know, is going on in society. Sure. Uh, The two that I had in October, they're not happening. We just rescheduled those today. Uh, So it's, uh, it's looking like 2021, you know, which is fine. I don't mind taking a year off, but, it, it put me out here to where I'm in a situation. I got a lot of upcoming artists that are looking for their way into to getting heard today. And of course, everybody thinks if they get a feature from Smo, that's going to get them something 10,000 streams yeah. instantly. And I'm like, sure. it doesn't, doesn't happen instantly guys. But you know, if you put a little hustle behind it, it will happen. And, you know, I've been trying to be a, be a uh, consultant to, some upcoming artists and just kind of take interest in the, yeah. some people's well-being and make sure that they don't make the same mistakes that I did. that will cost them 10 years and a 
hundred thousand dollars, you know, basically being a mentor for him, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, you know, I'm not really, it, it would be nice if I could turn that into, into a business, you know, but I think they call it management and I'm not really, you know, looking to be somebody's manager, but yeah. it's probably, it's probably where I would best be served these days. Uh, just to, you know, find a, I'd like to find me a, a younger person with some talent and uh, just kind of be a mentor and a consultant and guide them, uh, but at the same time be able to get an investment involved in them. Right. And, well, uh, are are you know. hearing anything new on your end? I mean, are you are you seeing anything coming up or any people coming up that you're like this this person's you know got a little something or have you heard something maybe at a a recording as of late that kind of sparked your interest on somebody's talented? Yeah. Design? There's a couple of guys that, uh, you know, most of the time, no, I'm going to be honest with you mm-hmm. most of the time. And this isn't me talking bad about anybody that I've done a feature with, but the most of the time, no, there's, is a lot less talent out there than there is talent. So, right. uh, but there, there's a couple of guys, man, I'll tell you, uh, I've got a song that's coming out this month with a guy named Billigan. And I knew I met this guy back uh, whenever I had the recording studio first open out here back in the early 2000s before anybody knew who I was. This guy was coming out here from Nashville and I was charging him, you know, 20, 25 bucks an hour. And he was coming out and cutting his mixtape shit and then going back to Nashville and hustling on the streets. And I didn't see him for a long time, you know, after my career popped off and I got real busy with everything you know i of course wasn't recording people and didn't see this guy well on the back end everything we reconnected and i was like you know look you know and he's looking for some help who ain't right especially right now and i was like look man the best way i can help you out is like we can do a song together and you know i'll do even splits with you on the on the back end and you know we'll do we'll own the master and everything and uh and we can put something out and make some money like that, you know, and that was exactly what he was looking for was a way to generate some funds. So, uh, this guy's name is Billigan and, uh, he came out, he actually, he's the one that kind of inspired me to hook my recording stuff back up because I was like, yeah, I could go to the studio and record this verse. And he was like, well, I just live, you know, 45 minutes away. I'll just bring my recording studio to you. And I was like, really? And he said, yeah, you got a booth out there. And I was like, yeah. And he said, so he came out, brought his laptop and uh, some monitors and and stuff. And we ran his little microphone into the booth and we laid the burst down. And that shit sounded fire. Nice. And I was like, well, damn, bro, if you can pull it off with this little, this little shit here, I think I got a microphone, you know, laying around here. Like a, I had a Rode K2 just sitting over on the nice. side. Nice. Yeah. And and a, a mic stand and a ba- baffles and a booth and interface and everything. I had everything but some monitors. So within a week I, after we recorded that here, I, I hooked all my stuff up and uh, I was back up and running and working with a, a producer buddy of mine uh, from back in the day, uh, Mr. Sneed. And, you know, we were going back and forth just like we did back in like 07, 08 whenever we were doing MySpace and we were emailing tracks back and forth, we're back to doing that again. You know, that's since, fucking cool, man. You know, uh, so it's kind of like full circle, you know, back fucking with my old school guys, you know, the guy that produced the original boss of the sticks. Uh, he was on a bunch of my songs that, that were on the American made album. 
you know, so, you know, big shout out to, to my guy, Mr. Sneed. Uh, if you're, if you're on Instagram, uh, at Mr. Sneed beats, you Sweet. can find him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Mr. Sneed. Um, <clears throat> We'll check but that the Billigan, out. Sure. The Billigan guy, you know, we got this good song. This is a great song. It's called The Saviors. And it's really like, uh, I guess it's like, it's it's a weed song is what it is. So, But it's like kind of like a couple of weeds verses, more or less like, uh, but I don't, you know, I, I can't really put a storyline to it, honestly. It's just a, a dope-ass hip-hop song. And it's kind of like got this real creepy vibe to it and he's like a he's like a fast rapper kind of reminds you of like a yellow wolf type thing oh, okay okay and uh so you know it was cool to do something that had a different vibe it definitely ain't country rap at gotcha. all it's more just like straight hip-hop uh and uh or even rap you know uh if they're if you can tell the difference between those two which there definitely is yeah um but yeah, like uh, Mr. Sneed, been working with him. Uh, Billigan, working with him. Uh, you know, I signed a, a digital distribution deal with a company, Command Shift, earlier this year, and they've been handling all of my my releases, my digital releases. They're a great company, and uh, cool. one of the owners over there is Sonny Bama, and uh, you know, he's been a rapper for a long time. And I just recently, we never really crossed paths for like our entire careers. And then he gets this digital distro company up and going and I wind up signing with him. And we just recently cut a song together. Really, really cool song, man. It's got a great vibe to it. Kind of like guitar whiskey with a little Spanish guitar to it. Oh, wow. It's a, yeah, it's a really dope record. So got a lot of cool feature songs that I've been working on, but i tell you the project that I've really been focused on is the, uh, the classic EP that we've been working on in the studio at, uh, at David Ray's studio. And, uh, that's where we're taking the old, the old classic songs, kicking it in Tennessee, my life in a jar, old dirt road, honky tonking country boy swag. Uh, cool. cool. A few, like the six of the old records and we're completely reproducing them, re-recording them all live instruments damn uh, dude. just amazing sound because this going back to production like those records came out in a time where i didn't have the capabilities that i have today when it comes to production and getting that quality sound you know gotcha. kicking it kicking it in tennessee was recorded on top of a two-track uh a stereo two-track mp3 wow i never had the stems for that record so it was just i got the beat as an mp3 and that's what i had to work with i laid vocals on top of that so you know imagine being able to go back and redo kicking it in tennessee with all live instruments live oh, drums wow. that'll that'll feel like a freaking orchestra behind you oh man it's gonna be amazing you know so that's what all of these records are gonna be they're gonna be like a new fresh version of an old record that, you know, really got everybody to fall in love with this genre, you know, sure. back in, you know, in the early, early 2000, you know, mid 2000s. So, uh, just looking forward to that. And with that, we're going to also release, uh, we're going to finally release the audio book for, uh, the autobiography, oh, my cool. life in a jar. So, 
you know, we've got a lot of stuff that uh, we're just kind of waiting to release. You know, we've been holding everything back because it just didn't feel like a good time to try to promote and sell something. Sure. Uh, you know, I, was, I was thinking about you this week too, uh, with, with, with what you do and your sound. I was like, I was watching the news and I'm like, man, I w- wish I could be at Sturgis. I'm like, man, Smo needs to go to Sturgis and do one of those concert series there. I've do done great one there. there. Oh, I you did? did? I, yeah, I did Sturgis back in, uh, shit. When was it? 2014, 13, or I think 2013 or 14. Oh, how did it go? Because I, I imagine you, I imagine it was awesome. Oh yeah, it was amazing. It was uh, pouring down rain. It was an outdoor show, and I stood right on the edge of the stage, praying that I wouldn't get electrocuted. Saying, <laughs> did my whole set in the middle of the fucking rain because it was like it was one of those things that if we didn't play, we didn't play. Right. We had one show, and you got a. It's a very strict. Uh, you Time know, limits. itinerary that you got to stick to, and right. they were like, they were, like, you know, they did as much as they could to cover equipment up, and we were like, fuck it, let's go do it. We came all this way, you know, we f- flew the entire band out there. So, did did, did you happen uh, to catch the was, lineup for it this year? Uh, I knew that um, my buddy uh, Steve from Smash Smash Mouth is going to be there. Yeah. yeah, he was there. Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah. Uh, I, I saw the picture of them up on 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 uh, up on stage. Uh, it was it was a really good lineup. I was surprised with some of the and it, with with the combination of acts that were there. It was it was they had Trap there, and then they had your classics. They had like you know your uh, your Molly Hatchet and things like that that were going on. Um, but yeah, man, I was I was watching the news, going, man, he should do a show. But that's good to know that you did it. Uh, you you would yeah. do it again though. Hopefully, it wouldn't be raining on you. No, no. I'd love, well, I also did one there at the uh, what was the place that burned down? Oh, uh, uh, the saloon. Uh, uh, no, no. I'm, I'm thinking of the fucking Jesse, uh, J- Jesse, and uh, what's his name? Uh, the dude from Jackal, and then my buddy from East Tennessee. Shit. Yeah. Um, Those boys. Uh, whenever Big and Rich went out there and they did a show at their place, it was before it burned down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I flew out there and did. The show with Big and Rich. Oh, so that's we cool. A, we got a song. Me and uh, uh, Cowboy Troy got a record together that they're on uh, called Drink, Drink, Drunk. And they wanted to, like, film that and everything. So I flew out there and did that song there. And it was during Sturgis at that's that place. Awesome. Wow. That's very cool, man. That's cool. Yeah. It was it was cool such spot. an oddball uh, with everything going on. I know it wasn't the Sturgis that most people were, were thinking it was going to be this year because they they canceled so many events. Yeah, but you know that's that that's a gang of people that don't really give a fuck. You know, right, they don't. Be, no, they don't care. They ain't gonna, They don't give a fuck about wearing a mask. Most of them, mm. and that's not saying anything bad about it. I'm just I know their character because my best friend is one of those people, and. Right. You know, he's a mechanic. He don't give a fuck about wearing no mask. Uh, and that's just the lifestyle. They're like, they're going to do what the fuck they want to do. Yeah. He had went to a bike rally already like a month ago. So it was even when this shit was wide open, they were still having bike rallies. Mm-hmm. And, you know, which I got to have some weird feelings about, you know, on the side, not really against them, but like, you know, you're teetering that line of you know doing what you want to do but you doing what you want to do is keeping my industry from going back to work I so hear you, you yeah. know you know 
like I, I keep telling people, I'm like, yo, if you're going to keep bucking the system and going out here and doing these concerts, like I still have not been okay to go out and do concerts. Right. Right. My business manager has told me we are not in a stage three anywhere, uh, you know, and there's no, there's, it's not going to work, you know, like it's a limited capacity versus, you know, ticket sales versus uh, sold out shows. And then, guarantee like nobody's going to pay you five ten thousand dollars to go out and do a show right now because they can't sell the tickets to cover that no right? you know so it's like the industry is is dying yeah it's and, stages and you it, know it, whether we like it or not if we could as a collective i mean it, it's it's fucking sucks don't get me wrong but whether you whether you want to believe it or not or do it or not it doesn't matter at this point if we just play the game briefly and just do what we're all supposed to do just right. until yeah and yeah. then we can start it and get back to it that's what but the more we drag our feet the longer this shit's gonna take well, that's the problem it's like every time every day when i wake up i see somewhere like now it's, it's churches and it's like yeah. come on man you can worship at home you can worship yeah. on the in the closet, you know, you can worship in your yard. You don't have to get together to God, that's a money thing. Like, God's I'm not, not going to be when yeah. it comes to religion. Yeah, God's yeah, not going to be pissed it, off it, it because you're not money. there. Yeah, exactly. Like it takes money to keep them churches open, you know. But but I under I understand some business. It's just like everybody else. But like man, I got to feel a certain way because I'm not going out here and putting 250, 500 people, a thousand people in danger of becoming a super spread event yeah. to go out and to make some money, make it even worse. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. To make what a couple thousand dollars when I can just sit the fuck at right. home and come up with a more creative way to make money. This, this is my whole si- my, my aggravation behind all this. Okay. Uh, my job is considered essential. Okay. Cause I work in the medical field, uh, but for animals. Um, so they're considering us essential. Which is fine, and I'm glad I'm working. You know, I don't, I yeah. don't mind that. I'm glad I'm working. I'm doing what I got to do. My problem is my friends and the, you know, in the movie industry and in the music industry are fucking suffering hard. Um, we do, we do booking for a little venue out here called the uh, the Babylon. It's a small bar. It does, you know, it may hold if you pack it in very hard. It may hold eighty people. You know what I mean? Like the max. And um, this poor guy, our friend, is is suffering because he can't open. He can't open as a bar at all. He doesn't have a, a, a food. But if you have a food license, you can open up. Now, right. now my issue with that is what's the difference between him opening up with a food license and serving some pizza or him just opening up and serving a couple drinks here and there? I don't understand. Because, well, because they'd say that the food. Is uh, essential where the alcohol isn't. Exactly, I, I get that's it. What I get it. I get that. That's what they're saying. That, but that's what that's the argument. Is right. That, well, it's not essential for a bar to open because that's just people going out to drink alcohol, which they're going to probably not social distance because alcohol <laughs> will definitely make you do dumber shit. Of course. But, <laughs> of course. But, but but if you sell food there. Now it's essential because it's a place where people can get food and people need to be able to get food. The fact that you sell alcohol is a plus and you can probably sell it to go. But I don't right. know on that. You know now, what I'm saying? It's just so weird. It's all make believe. Right. And it that, is. And, that, and, that's, like. and that's what the problem yeah. is. Is like you got all these places like 
like the big like casinos. Why the fuck are casinos open? Because it's too much money shut down. Exactly. Yeah, because they have a buffet. Well, no, but yeah, but the, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying, guys. It's like it's ridiculous. Like they're saying, it's essential stuff needs to stay open. A fucking casino is not essential. Yeah, it's no different than it being. No, it's no different than you know. It's no whack, more whack than you being able to legally buy pot in Colorado. But exactly. In Tennessee. Exactly. Same it's here. Just, you it's know. the same whackness. So it's just dumb. It's all make believe, and the thing that you got to do as a human being that's playing this game of life is you got to yes. find, it's a video game, find a loophole, find the cheat code, find the workaround <laughs> mm-hmm. and, you know, get to the end of your goal. So, you know, mine was it touring was keeping food on the plate. Well, right. okay. I can't go out and tour. I got to figure out how to do this. So we're going to figure out how to digitally tour and yeah. I'm going to build a stage here at the farm. And, you know, I was already tired of playing to people's cell phones in the front row, so now I can play to my own cell phone <laughs> and sell tickets, and you can watch the smoke you know, show live from the farm. You know what? That, that's go. funny, bro. That's 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 so good that you said that. You need to you, know? you do that's the, so the smoke show from the farm and mix a little hee haw in with it. It would be awesome. Yeah, yeah there you go. Fucking, that gonna would be, be perfect. You know, and, and we'll we'll sell tickets. Yeah, we'll sell tickets to it, and we'll do it live, and then we'll record it, and we'll put it up on YouTube, and then we monetize and. I can write a song a day and record it here at the crib and put it out, you know, digitally. And, you know, I'm going to be all right because I'm going right. to work around. And that's what we got to do as as Americans. You know what I'm saying? We got to find mm-hmm. the workaround. We've got all the tools right in our hand. You just got to be creative and you got to stop being fucking lazy. There you go. You said and the you, words you, right you, there. You got, all, you got all the outlets right there at your fingertips. Everybody's got a phone. All my kids got a phone. So I know everybody else got a phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you got a way to work on shit. So just stop being uh, lazy, it's, motherfuckers, it's, man. God, yeah, stop being fucking lazy. First of all, and get creative. If you were an artist, if you claim to be an artist, then you had to be there by being creative in the first place. So get creative and stop being lazy. So, so I'm sorry that Instagram <laughs> made being a star so easy for you. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, Nobody what has to work fuck? these days, man. You, you want to be a star? You got to do is you know, put one song out on Instagram or not Instagram. What's the uh, uh, SoundCloud? Yeah, you got to be a SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Yeah, it's stupid. So we're we're actually about to start filming a movie. We're hoping that we can start filming and uh, at least get started uh, here at the first of fall. You That's know, cool. Nice and cool off. So yeah, I've been working on a movie with uh, some friends of mine, my wife and I, and. Uh, it's a horror movie, and we're gonna watch. It's gonna be kind of like geared towards the country rap fan base, of course, because yeah. that's where I've got a built-in, you know, consumer <laughs> line waiting to happen. And we're looking at doing a soundtrack for it and everything. Rum, so just trying to expand things, man. Rum, if you don't say it, I'm gonna say it. You say it. Go for it. Uh, I'm gonna say this, man. If you if you need two guys that are like you know just podcasters, you know, we're, we're willing to be murdered on screen. <laughs> Oh, I'd love that. I'll like, definitely and, keep that in mind, dude. Seriously, in a heartbeat, man. If you want us to to come do something, if you want us to even just make like some little, like if you you know your characters are listening to the radio and you need somebody to fuck off or something, we'll we do it for you in a heartbeat, man. Done, done. <laughs> you know? I'll definitely keep you in mind. But yeah, that's that's the that's the where the future is. You know, it's that's like it. use the tools you got. You know what people want. People want content. They want to be able to consume that shit fast. And repetitively, 
You know, mm-hmm. they want part one, part two. They want it like a episodic series. Yeah, exactly. You gotta, you got, and you gotta release music almost like that. It's like, it's it's just like how they want to consume it. Okay, if they only want like a single at a time because they can't handle an album at a time, drop then one. Give them a single at a time. Yep, exactly, man. Beat them like that. Chew it up and spit it in their mouth That's... so they can swallow it and they'll be ready for the next bite. But as a as an artist, production-wise, you got to be at that speed, you know, to survive mm-hmm. these days. And that's what it's going to come down to. Like, it'll be the battle of the fittest in that sense of how fast are you able to get your content out. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. exactly. because it, even quality almost doesn't matter right now. No, because people, it, as long as Quantity is the way to go at this point. Yeah, it's just yeah, People are much, bored and they yep. just want more shit. That's what they want. They want more shit that they can swallow they don't want to chew it they just want to swallow it <laughs> take it in whole <laughs> man those are the days yeah. <laughs> i don't even want to know rum i don't even want to know <laughs> man so what? like you've been doing all this stuff with your music and stuff you've been doing anything other than uh music stuff like you've been hanging out you've been uh picking up something new hobbies or anything like that a lot of gardening yeah. you know what i picked that up too that's crazy. Yeah, a lot, a lot of gardening. Me and my wife have two gardens here at the house. That's awesome. And uh, we're we we got overwhelmed with cucumbers, and then she started doing pickles. Nice. And then we got overwhelmed with squash and zucchini, so I started chopping it up and freezing it. That's what uh, you do, man. And then we got overwhelmed with tomatoes, so then she started making sauce. <laughs> and uh, and now it's so hot here. And I mean, it's just fucking hot. Here too. Yeah. Uh, here too, man. It's ridiculous. We, we, we've got so many cayenne peppers yeah. that the, the eight-point book in my living room that's hanging on the wall has got strings of peppers hanging off his fucking antlers. <laughs> <laughs> Swear to God. I, there's so many peppers hanging off everything in my house my <laughs> wife has taken this like old yarn shit and needle and threaded all these peppers and they're just hanging everywhere i don't that's know what the funny. fuck we're gonna do with that's, all these peppers, i got, we got i got a ton i got a ton of peppers too that's got, all i can I, seem I to grow so shit. that's all i can grow is peppers oh i had tomatoes out we, we have uh i live on a on an island so there's not a lot of place for me to grow shit so we do a lot of pot gardening and raise raise like raised beds, yeah. yeah. And uh, I got, oh my god! Well, we just went through a hurricane, so we yeah, got y'all got the hurricane, yeah. And um, I thought I was going to lose all that stuff, but somehow that stuff survived. That's good. Um, yeah, but I mean, I'm, I'm going down daily with a with a basket, like an apple basket, like a bushel yep. basket, and mm-hmm. I will fill that son of a bitch up with peppers and bring yep. it up. Two days later, mm-hmm. same thing. Same thing. We do it twice a day here. My wife will go down there. Same kind of basket, like the wicker mm-hmm. basket with the handle. Yeah. She'll go down there and the, both gardens, she'll have a full basket. Have you ever seen a patty pan? A patty pan? No, I have no patty I, pan. I don't know what that is. It looks like a pumpkin, but it's white. And oh, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like a white pumpkin squash. Okay. Oh, we yeah, got yeah, yeah. Like 70 of these fucking things on the counter in the in the kitchen right now. Jesus, man. <laughs> I swear to God, I could film Charlie Brown's patty pan <laughs> pumpkin patch. <laughs> that shit is ridiculous, Brian. Never seen so many patty pans. And 
they're good, but they're like, you can't eat that shit every day. You know, I mean, I didn't know you could eat them. Me neither. Oh, yeah. They taste like, you know what? They they feel like a potato and taste like a squash. Oh, wow. That's cool. And it's they'll take on like the flavor. What you know, I've been described that way. Being a ve- yeah, exactly. So being a vegan, you find out that it's all about what you season it with is what it's yeah. going to taste like. These things are a sponge, and you can make them taste like anything. Oh, oh awesome. that's cool. Yeah, that. so, that's very cool. Yeah, I sliced them up and put some Old Bay on them and made mm-hmm. them look kind of like fish fillets and grilled them on the grill. Yeah. Fire. Really? Fire. Man, I'm going to have to get because we live in a uh, around us on this island. It's very agricultural. So there's lots of lots of places we get like farm grown shit, you know, and um, there's so much stuff. right. We get a lot of uh, turnips and and collards and and stuff around here. And I've been eating hell out of that stuff. But man, these fucking peppers. And I got I got about 80 ripe tomatoes on two plants right now. Nice. They're just they just won't stop growing. You know how many tomato plants we had? How many? 74. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Dude, 70, I, I, that's 74. crazy. Well, you've got a 74. big area of land, though. Yeah, you? he's got a lot of property. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of land, but I mean, 74 tomatoes. And these were way too close together. We had <laughs> cherry tomatoes, Roma tomatoes, and then like the bigger tomatoes, a bunch of different kinds of those. Tomatoes on tomatoes on tomatoes that's on hysterical. fucking tomatoes. So we, I mean, we grew way too much. There's no way in hell we're going to grow that much next year because uh, we just had too much. But that's, that's awesome, what I've been though. Doing. That's cool, we've man. Been, you know, we've been gardening, and because we're, you know, we're vegans, uh, we've been eating everything that we grow constantly. So it also know, we, doesn't hurt the pocketbook either when you can grow it. No, not at all, man. Not at all. Oh, we're crushing it. Like we haven't gone out to eat since March. Oh, that's great. Wow. That's great. You know, so, and we used to, whenever we were like regular meat eaters and we didn't, we weren't on this, this diet, uh, or this lifestyle, it's not really a diet. It's just when yeah, we were not, when we were all, weren't on this lifestyle, it was, I mean, we'd go out to eat two or three times a week, man, spend 70, $80 a night on right. just, you know, dining out plus, you know, spend a couple hundred dollars at the grocery a week. And so it was just a big waste of money. And we were just overindulging. You order way too much. You don't eat it all. You feel like shit, you know, after you eat it. And you're just like, oh, why did I just pay $80 to feel this way? (laughs) You know, and you're fat. You're, you know, you're you're eating a fucking appetizer or entree. And somehow you manage to shove a dessert in your ass. (laughs) And well, first off, dude, you're eating it the wrong way. Completely wrong yeah. issue, man. <laughs> <laughs> you, you definitely have, gotta, you know, yeah. that's you gotta <laughs> gotta stop putting the desserts in your ass. Yeah, man. That's, that's, I mean, I know you try to cut out the middleman, but you can't do it that way. <laughs> Was it a cannoli? <laughs> I mean, man. <laughs> oh shit! That's funny, but that's you know that's the reality of it. Is you know it's just you feel like shit after you do that, and yeah, you, you do. Just, you you spend a ton of money, so. Now it's just man, we found you can make anything out of beans. Mm-hmm. You know, I make I make chicken salad sandwich out of beans, and uh, every everything is just wait, uh. Wait, you made a chicken salad sandwich out of beans? Basically, yeah, chickpeas. Oh, chickpeas, which is garbanzo beans. Yeah, yeah, same yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Uh, I was thinking, well, you know, from down here, I'm thinking, you know, red beans and and kidney beans and shit. I'm going, well, how the hell do you do that? No, you I gotta mean, use a. 
you, you can though because a bean you know doesn't really taste like anything until you season it right it's just it has a different style of body you know yeah, you the beans a texture beans. thing more more than anything i think yeah. than anything yeah and if you put if you cook them in a pressure cooker and you don't season them and you do it from as raw yeah they'll mm-hmm. be tasteless so uh we found that out man when you, you like can make show. you can make brownies out of black beans Wow, that's fucking cool. Yeah. I do yeah. know that uh, uh, since we're going back into food and we've come full circle. Full here, circle, um, guys. Full circle. I, I do know that my wife uh, gets us, uh, uh, basically, it's tofu cheese. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love, and, uh, it's, it's good. I, I love my vegan cheese. It is amazing, man. And you know what? The vegan cheese is a tough one to find the right kind because. It is. There's a few different kinds, and it's just it's the same as regular cheese. It's like you got your Velveeta, and you got your Telemook, and you got your uh, whatever, like whatever store you're using, like your mm-hmm. cheaper cheese. It's the same thing, like with vegan cheese, and it's really it, I think it's more made out of tapioca than tofu. Probably is what is what it is. Is it's a tapioca based uh, cheese. So t- and, tomorrow uh, uh, she's doing a cheese thing. She's doing the uh, the the tofu cheese on. Uh, grilled zucchini with eggplant bacon. Mm, yes, I like that eggplant, eggplant bacon. That's, all right, guys, I gotta good. figure. I, y'all gonna have to send me like where you're getting all this stuff from because I really want to check it out. Like I'm interested in. You it. won't eat it. You won't eat it. Uh, yes, I will. Look, it's you just gotta be able to be creative in the kitchen and not be scared of of trying weird shit because I'm not. It, it, it it comes down to your spices it you know that's your true. spices that you use that's what it all comes down to and everything else is just a middleman like the right. bean is just a middleman once you put cocoa on it and maple syrup black beans taste like pudding wow you know that's it's just cool. what you season it with same bean if you put cumin and salt and pepper and garlic now that tastes like burrito no mm-hmm. shit that's you know, cool so, it's your it's your spices that make everything what you want it to be like. You know, if you want something to taste like, uh, like you take mushroom stems and slice them down, and you can make uh, uh, scallops out of them, and you season them with uh, Old Bay, you know, mm-hmm. and then you you saute those mushroom stems, and they taste like scallops. Get the fuck out of here! It's crazy, man. And I tell you where to go. Go to uh, YouTube. Uh-huh. And look uh, and just look. Start there and type in vegan recipes. And okay, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, there's a recipe for everything that you love. I'm telling you, my burgers that I grill out on the grill, you would not know that you're eating a plant based burger. You would think you're eating meat burger. Wow. Okay. Yeah, and I've proven that to a lot of my friends who think that uh, I'm. Ha- have you tried uh, Have you tried the jackfruit yet? Yeah, the pulled pork. Yeah, the, they, they yeah. do the pulled pork, and they actually do a. Uh, we found the jackfruit crumbles that you can actually press into patties, or do like a uh, sloppy joe out of it. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, so the jackfruit we actually had a sloppy smo that we oh, were doing what? At, at, a, <laughs> at a restaurant, and uh, I tell you what, there's a company that I just started working with. They're on Instagram, and they go by Always Bean, and they use navy beans. For Ooh. everything, wow. so their burger, their burgers, their brats, their bacon, their everything that they make, they yeah. make it out of navy beans. Interesting, because oh, okay. I love navy yeah, beans. Man. Yeah, me too. Yeah, 
So it it's uh, uh, let's see, they ship all over the U.S. Use navy beans for everything. Packed with flavor and health. Vegan friendly. Always beans. LLC dot com. Sweet. So check awesome. them out. Yeah. You know, anywhere that you're uh, that you're at, as far as uh, your uh, YouTube, Instagram, if you just type in vegan, it'll pop up plant-based it'll pop up and man you'll be surprised just get creative with it man and the main thing is do it for a week and you won't want to go back well i, I mean i do I, I i eat whatever my wife puts in front of me because i know better so yeah, tell her, I mean, she's, tell her she's big on it so. oh yeah i mean she she doesn't she doesn't eat meat she never oh did. there you go there you go but i'm yeah. telling you the the funny thing about uh what the, you'll find your big problem Mm -hmm. uh, you got to put behind is that cheese and how you do that is you go out and you find that good vegan cheese to take its place because you don't want to quit eating cheese. You just want to switch cheeses and fool yourself to where you think you're still eating cheese, but you're mm -hmm. not having dairy. I'll give it a shot. I mean, she's been on me about the cheese thing anyway. But <laughs> yeah, man. But, but you know, this has been an interesting, interesting show all around. It I mean, has, dude. Talking, it really we're talking has. Food. We've talked music. We've talked. Oh my gosh, we've talked everything. We've caught up, and and, and we've caught up, and I've I've learned some shit too. Me and too. I want to make sure that uh, my wife definitely listens to this show because uh, she wants to. I know she's going to know about that navy bean thing. Yeah, yeah I, man, I actually just followed him on Instagram, so I'm, I'm going to go and see if I can order something from him and check him out, dude. That'd be really cool. Yeah, yeah tell man. them that I sent you. Just say, hey, man, Smo sent me. Okay. Most of the time, they'll give you a discount on stuff. The people that I work with, there's, a, you know, like a plant-based baking company called Hooray Foods that I work mm -hmm. with. Uh, there's a plant, there's a vegan candy company uh, that I work with. Um uh, there's all these vegan foods, like healthy shit, man. I love it because a healthy life is a happy life, man. And I'm living my best life now. And all I want is for people to find that same joy that I've tapped into because Good. it's it's addictive, man. And it's it's fulfilling. Yeah, uh, I, I, you've 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 completely done a 180, man. And I I, I respect you for that. And I think you 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 are, you seem happy. You look good. And I think it's working for you. And I'm, I'm, I'm on board. You know, yeah, I'm man. On board and, and you know, Off on board. I, I feel the same way, man. I was like, you know, I've, I watch. You don't you like and, things, man. You're, just like, you're like fucking Mikey. You don't you, like shit. You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I like a hey, lot of shit, man. You, you will find something that you like, and it will. I tell you what, if you have acid reflux problems, you'll find out that not having them, you'll like that. Yeah, exactly, I, I and mean, that's the whole point. Diet really does play a part in, in acid reflux. And yeah, and I got to like get rid of it, man. I got to get it, rid of it. It, yeah, it means everything. Um, but Smo, cool. before we head off, man, let everybody know where they can find you. So, you know, give them some URLs they can go and uh, pester you with. So go, everything is The Real Big Smo, TheRealBigSmo.com, The Real Big Smo on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can shop at SmoMart, just like Walmart, but SmoMart.com. <laughs> Sweet. Sweet, dude. Well, look, man, thank you again for coming back on the show, man. It was awesome having you back. Um, you definitely have to come back again, man. I, you're always welcome. The door is open constantly for you, man. Anytime. Anytime. I love it, guys. Uh, thank you for having me. And uh, you just let me know when you want to do it again. And yeah, because you know about. what? I'm going to I'm gonna do exactly what you said. I'm going to do the celery juice thing. Me too. We'll give it another couple months. And then uh, we'll get back and I'll tell you how I'm doing. 
Yeah, yeah man. I, I and think if I'm you need help that. with anything, man, just shoot me a message, right. and uh, and I'll send you some some links and stuff. Cool, sweet, bro. Cool. sweet. Appreciate right. you. Well, ladies and All gentlemen, right, thank you. I was your host, Wayne. I'm the rum guy, and that big guy over nice. there was Smo. I was Smo. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to keep it, keep it, keep it. That's it. Get